0: James Trotman, thank you very much for speaking to the ATP podcast.
1: Thank you, Candy. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, We've known each other for a while now, having uh, crossed paths in our junior days, and quite a lot has happened to you since those junior days. When did you start coaching?
1: So I I got into coaching at a relatively young age, um, obviously trying to pursue a professional career, and I got ill, actually, that, that left me with some breathing difficulties, and I could no longer train at the level I wanted to. So... I guess around the age of 19 20 i started coaching um not really sure where i was going or or where it was heading it was a way of earning money at at that stage and uh, things have progressed from there
0: must have been a bit crushing because i believe if i've read it right you won two junior majors in doubles
1: i did i did and as we know there's still a long way to go from there um, I, I think for any player at any age, really, who set the, sets their sort of dreams and sights on becoming a professional tennis player, it's never easy. I think at that stage to have it taken away from you, where there was no in between, actually wasn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. It's just okay. It is what it is, and uh, you've got to crack on with something else now.
0: Did you have that attitude then? Because obviously, looking back, you can be a bit more adult about it.
1: I, 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 I mean, it's so long ago. I'm getting so old now, <laughs> but um. I, yeah. <laughs> I certainly feel like I tried to approach it that way. I, I know there were difficult times and, and challenges along the way, um, but I, I think I dealt with it pretty well at the time.
0: An injury and illness is just part of the game, isn't it? There's no uh, getting away from it. It's just how you react and how you come back stronger. And, of course, the health now that um, is around the players is much better than it was when you and I were playing tennis.
1: Absolutely, I mean, sports science has, um, has changed the sport really. The, the training methods in the gym, um, the conditioning, the, the nutrition, um, the well-being—all of these things that you take into account—and you can see it. I think you know, especially on the on the on the on the ATP tour, guys are playing a lot longer. The careers have been extended. They're managing their body, the load a lot better, and it's it's making a huge impact to the sport.
0: So, does your background help? Uh, you're now working with Jack Draper. Um, does that help in the collaboration and your communication with him?
1: I think, I mean, experience is, is is important, right? Like anybody, and and I'm sure you've heard this hundreds of times before, but we talk about it all the time. It's so easy for us as coaches to see what needs to happen, you know, and and trying to remember what it was like for ourselves again when we were competing. It's not that easy. And, and the simple things are very difficult to master. It takes years and years of consistency of work, consistency of messaging, um, the mindset of how you approach your practice, your matches. And that, for me, that's that's sort of the number one focus.
0: Do you still have the adrenaline rush of when you were playing, before matches and the nerves when he steps onto the court? Well,
1: I'm not too bad. I mean, it's funny. I mean, it, I kind of... I think the more relaxed Jack is on court, the more relaxed I am, regardless of winning or losing. If I feel like he's he's calm and he's playing the right way um, and he's settled, I'm typically settled. If if he's not, it puts me on edge a little bit more when I'm watching. But yeah.
0: Well, you have really overseen a meteoric rise with Jack. And when did you start working with him?
1: We started working together last October. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been fun, and uh, he's a great guy to work with.
0: And you've overseen multiple challenger wins. How has that helped uh, his progression to the ATP to Tour?
1: Yeah, I mean, very few players can bypass the challenges. A few, a few do, but Jack um, wasn't one of those. Um, and the funny thing is, kind of, he'd been playing, dipping in and out of challenges for the for the couple of years previously with his coach Ryan Jones, but had a lot of injury issues and, and wasn't able to stay on the court so it was actually it was almost when we started it was his first proper swing at that level where he was getting consistency of matches week in week out acclimatizing to the level and, and the players that were around and it was massively important for, for you know he's having a great week here so far to be able to win those matches to get the belief to put the things on court that you're doing in the practice sessions day in day out
0: and it's about winning, isn't it, and getting that willing feeling and understanding how to win when you're not playing your best because the Challenger Tour is extremely strong.
1: Yeah, I think um, one of the players actually sort of spoke about it a little bit in Miami that he, he he felt that actually playing on tour is a little bit easier because some of the guys are less hungry. And I'm not, I'm not sure if that's entirely true, but what I do know is that the level at Challenger Tennis is extremely high. And you'll see a lot of those guys dipping in at this level and having fantastic weeks.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, actually. Um, you weren't actually working with Jack when he played Novak Djokovic, yes, uh, last year at Wimbledon. Um, but you probably seen that match and saw that he won the first set and how well he played.
1: Yeah, and he had a fantastic week um, previously at Queens, um, where kind of I think it was his first match that he won at ATP level, beating Yannick Sinner in the first round and Bub- Bublik in the second round before losing to Cam in the quarters Um, so he was getting some exposure to that level tennis and he's always, I mean I've known Jack have been around his tennis now from the age of 15 and he's always been somebody that excited me, I could see the potential that was there and uh, be great if he can fulfil those ambitions
0: seems like he's got a very mature head on his shoulders was there once a time where he was a bit more fiery, a bit more emotional on court?
1: Uh, Yeah, his fire burns pretty strong, um, which I think it does for most players and it's you know, for a lot of guys, you know, what what, what a strength of theirs is can also be a weakness. So it's learning how to use that to your advantage, what makes you tick, what that emotional state is that you play your best tennis and how do you get there more often than not.
0: What have you learned in your coaching career, especially working with Jack and seeing him doing so well?
1: I think it's, it's reinforcing a lot of things you do, right? And I mentioned it earlier, but one of the biggest things for me is consistency. You know, it, it's not to lose your faith or be too reactive to certain weeks or certain matches. Of course, you adapt to surfaces, you adapt to opponents, you adapt to where you're at with the player's development. But these things take time. And I think the more that you can stick to a plan, the player is is a part of that plan and, and fully on board and inputting into what they do. The, the more success you're going to have
0: and when things aren't going so well is Jack quite open to you talking to him perhaps being a bit negative or giving him critical construction
1: we I mean we 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 i think we always have a pretty fair when I mean, we, we, we we sit down and we'll we'll go through every practice session he has we have a, a set of questions that we run through based on things that he's going after at the moment and we do the same after his matches so we have quite a structured way I think of reflecting is the way to the way I'd describe it. So we're reflecting on his match play, we're reflecting on his on his practice, all elements, the mental, physical, tactical, sometimes technical obviously, um, on the practice court. And we'll we will we'll talk about the good and the bad, you know, because that's the only way you learn. Not everything's perfect. These guys are great players at this level and they're gonna make you feel uncomfortable. And it's okay to feel uncomfortable, but what can you do about it? What...
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned that with the the tactical and the technical. I presume at this point the technical is mostly there. It's now about tactics and strategy.
1: Yeah. Th- I mean, there's always things you're you're still trying to trying to work on. Nothing major, of course, at, at this area. But obviously, Jack's transition game, net play, will we'll start to focus on a lot more. I think in the coming months, um, the tactical side. I'm I'm a massive believer that in trying to give. The players the solutions to problem solve while they're out there so we'll do a lot of reflecting on what's happened in the match what you could have done differently how can if somebody's doing this to you how are you going to respond to that what options have you got um, and physically there's still a lot of room he's strong he hits a huge ball jack but there's still a lot of room for the physical development as well
0: so how much work is he doing in the gym off court and how much do you think he can do
1: more uh, i mean a typical training week let's say if he's if if he's got a few weeks, it would it would sort of be 60% on court and 50, 40% off court. That would be an approximate balance. And obviously going into heavier training blocks, that can switch around a little bit as well.
0: You have to be obviously a little bit careful, though, when he's playing matches just because of what we spoke about at the beginning and keeping him healthy.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we, we we're we monitoring Jack's load um, through competition and training all the time, making sure that we're, we're consistent with it. You know, he's getting his highs, but also the lows through the load. So we're never kind of stressing him, too much and over time of course we want to build up that tolerance to be able to handle more and more work
0: because of course he's still quite a young guy isn't he and he's a very tall guy but probably some growing out to do as well
1: yeah exactly he's 20 um 21 at the end of this year but the last couple of years he missed a lot of tennis as well so a lot of that physical development and on-court work that he could have been doing um you know he's, he's sort of still in that process
0: When he was younger, he got to the final of junior Wimbledon, and and you said you've sort of known him since he was 15. Were you keeping an eye on him there? And do you think the fact that he didn't win Wimbledon as a junior may have helped his progression into being a good senior?
1: I think, regardless of whether he won that final or not, I think the experience and being able to play at a Grand Slam. I'm a massive believer in that in the in the junior tennis. I think it's an incredible opportunity for the young guys and girls out there. And I, you know, I've been very close to him from that age through the support. My role was slightly different then. And now I'm coaching Jack full time. But back then I was overseeing the LTA's investment into his program. Um, There is kind of uh, somebody to offer some advice or ask some questions, support whenever they needed some support to do a few weeks on the road potentially and things like that.